Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Sounds Stick good. around, and we're going to have some fun. Okay. And uh, awesome. thanks for your patience. Technology. Thank you for your patience, guys. Technology. <laughs> it works. It works. We'll figure I'm, it out. I'm not the greatest at it no either. No <laughs> problem. You are just perfect for it. Okay. One second. I've got a couple of buttons to push here as well. Right. <coughs> Clear my throat. Go live. I've got butt live, and we're ready to go. No, we're not ready to go because I have to put that up. Not yet. Okay. Settings. One more setting. I tell you, wish it was easy, eh? Good evening, Patriots. Guy Annable here from the Capital Voice for Tuesday, September the 26th. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, we're going to uh, talk tonight um, about what is hate speech, what is free speech, what the left considers not hate speech. We're going to watch a clip from uh, a compilation of uh, from Nancy Pelosi to all the good Democrats in the United States. And was posted on Twitter today, and I'm asking myself, why is this allowed on Facebook, and why is it allowed on Twitter, but we can't even post news stories or Bible passages without being flagged by Facebook? I'm Guy Annabel, and you're listening to live on BlastTheRadio.com as well, Facebook and Twitch as well. We are back on a profile, which we haven't been on for a while, the Capital Voice, and I will be redistributing this afterwards. Do invite all of you to call in after 7.30. But before that, we're going to introduce into the conversation a very strong, young, bright, critical thinking mind who I've come to know over the past five or six years uh, in my dealings with her and a friend, uh, a friend of mine's daughter. Her name is Ashley Diggins, and she calls from uh, the hails from the west end of Ottawa. And uh, I'm going to bring in uh, Ashley in a moment here, and I don't want to steal her thunder. She's going to tell her tell you a little bit about herself, what she's been going through the past year, her personal experiences, um, how her mental health is holding up, which is again one of our big topics this week with Bell Let's Talk and uh, everything else. And oh my goodness, it looks like we've got you live now in the yeah. screen. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Hello. We have feedback though. Okay. Uh-oh, that's not good. Hold on a second. Oh, much better. Okay, there we go. There, that's much better. Ashley, I was bringing you on via the phone, and that's so good that you're live because we can see your smiling face there. Welcome to the Capital Voice. And um, again, one of the compelling reasons that I wanted to bring you on, Ashley, was your posts of a couple of weeks ago and some of the feelings that you've been sharing very openly on Facebook to, I must say, a close group of friends that you've got. They responded very well to a lot of your posts. I like watching and I actually like reading your posts because you're very well written. You're very well spoken and I uh, want to welcome you today. And that's what compelled me to call you up to invite you onto the show because you've, you've uh, expressed some of these thoughts online and uh I want you to tell our listeners and uh, kind of just share with who you are and what's happened to you in the past year, 
what you think about what this crazy world is doing as a 36-year-old person in this world and uh, where you think it's all going. Over to you, Ashley Diggins. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Well, I guess I could say uh, in the beginning when this pandemic started, you know, I, I kind of, I didn't take it with a grain of salt, but, uh, you know, I took some precautions in, in, in regards to, you know, I used open door handles with Lysol wipes and I would wash my hands a lot more. You know, you never know. You don't know what you don't know, right? Right. So, I mean, I'm going to take a little bit of precaution regardless of the fact that it could very well be something that's not as detrimental. Mm -hmm. um, um, in regards to the masks, you know, I'm going to do what I'm told when I was working. I, you know, I'm going to follow what I'm told at work because that's what you got to do. And, uh, uh, you know, I've been into conspiracy theory and, and stuff like that since I was a, a young teenager, 17, 18. And I've, you know, dug into a lot of rabbit holes and I'm very observant and I, you know, I, I kind of see a lot of correlations in between things that are going on in the world from what I've observed, you know, 10 years ago mm -hmm. up to now. And uh, I've been interested in science and biology and always very curious about how things work and, you know, um, what are the, the causations of things that could make things happen, you know, cause and effect. And, and so my mind logically thinking you know like critical that. thinking don't call yourself a conspiracy theorist we don't well, use that anymore especially after justin talked about the great reset with klaus schwab we were then yeah. we were then vindicated from being conspiracy theorists because mm -hmm. after he uh, talked about the great reset uh, gee whiz we weren't conspiracy theorists anymore sorry go on continue yeah, i shouldn't I mean, interrupt it's definitely a term that needs to be uh um revoked Re well researched let's call yourself yeah. well researched critical thinking yeah to have a conspiracy is you know is a term that was coined by the government <laughs> conspiracy theory yeah. to make people look crazy when they when they're telling the truth you know uh and that's through being observant and you know the government i've never trusted the government as far as i could throw them and they've proven that time and time again and if you watch closely and you're observant enough you can see those things happening before your eyes. They unfold before your eyes. And as I said before, I've been looking at this stuff since I was a kid. I, I knew who David Icke was when I was like 17, 18. Really? You can say that name to people back, you know, they had no idea who that was and mm -hmm. the things that he would speak about. And, you know, they're, they're still in the world and you see more coming out about it because there's a lot more um, platforms for people to speak openly about Absolutely, that, which um, they're now trying to quell. Exactly. And, uh, you know, so... As I said, being a critical thinker, you know, I'm wearing this mask and, you know, after a few days of wearing it, I'm starting to feel a little glitchy in my head. This is you at know? work, right? So you're wearing it for eight hours a day, just for context for our listeners. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, just for context. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started not being able to form sentences properly with customers and just feeling a little off and... You know, I'm going to myself, well, I'm not breathing in oxygen very well because I'm covering my mouth. And uh, I have asthma and I have anxiety. So within the second day of wearing it, I just started getting so anxious and overwhelmed because I couldn't breathe properly. And I ended up having a panic attack and had to go home. So I came back to work after having a day off and I was wearing the mask again. And I just started getting a cough. You know, really, so I told my bosses I'm getting a cough and I knew 
very well that it was because I had been wearing a mask for eight hours a day for a week. And, you know, you can, your body will tell you what's, what's wrong. Yes. You your know? body does is a good indicator of yeah, yeah. So what was the change in my lifestyle. And that was wearing a mask. So sore throat wasn't, weren't feeling that well, eight hour yeah. shift with a mask on. Yeah. Wow. So I decided, you know, I'm, I have asthma and I have anxiety. Those are perfect cases for me to, um, to ask for a doctor's note. So that's what I did. I went and asked for a doctor's note. They gave me one and I was at work not wearing a mask. Mind you, this is at the apex of the pandemic. I was in a social setting, not wearing a mask, running around doing my business at work and I never got coronavirus. So I'll just make that point. Beginning of the virus when it was supposed to be so bad and everyone's washing everything I was walking around with no mask because I was exempt from wearing one due to my medical conditions. Right. If I may say that the mask is not the law and you can exempt yourself for whatever reason you deem necessary. Even if I didn't have a medical condition because mm -hmm. I do not agree with the mask, I would right. still say when I went into a store, I have a medical condition, you know? And that and that goes on to my point of you know, being basically harassed by people up on their high horses, believing that their um, false virtue is doing them justice, you know, when meanwhile it's, it's, you know, they look at you like you're a leper. So this you know? was, this was at the height of the pandemic in a retail environment. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you're not wearing a mask, they look at you like, oh no, you're spreading. Yeah. Disease. Oh my God. She's, she's infected. Why isn't she wearing a mask? Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, I know through corporation, they have to cover their, business ethics and you know they have to cover their behinds <laughs> and uh so they gave me the option of wearing the uh shield which i was even stating to some of my my co-workers and to my bosses at that time that you know the shield is as redundant as it can get because one if you're going to tell me that i need a mask to cover my face you know the fact that you're saying a shield can can stop me from giving or getting coronavirus is extremely redundant because if the mask doesn't even work, why would the shield when it's completely open on the sides? So I felt like I was the only one amongst all these people that can see how this doesn't work and that it's not logical. You know, I'm not going to walk around with the shield. I tried it for one day. I ended up with a headache, you know, wow. you strapped to your face. And yeah. if someone cough, it's going to go right through the sides. Yeah, but it's to cover the collective corporate asses of of, of the retailer. Yeah, so, I, so you went through that for a couple of days. You went through the mask for a couple of days. Yeah. You got a sore throat. Then you got some some stuff on your skin. You were saying as well, um, or did anything happen to your face? I was I don't know, maybe I was talking to somebody else. Uh, well, it was somebody else, yes. But I would say that uh, within about three four days of wearing the mask. I was starting to get a little, like, breaking out a little bit. Right, like, right. Not, you well, know, you're breathing your own carbon dioxide eight hours a day. Yeah. I, I go to Costco for 20, 25 minutes with the, the mask on, and, and I'm yeah. almost dizzy. I could not do it for eight hours, not for one eight-hour shift. Thank God mm -hmm. I'm in a truck 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I just, it's yeah. breathing your own carbon dioxide all day. And uh, yeah. and so, okay, so what happened, What was the end result then um, after you didn't want to wear the clear mask? Well, the end result was I was, I was getting really stressed at work because 
I felt like I could see all this stuff going on and nobody else was aware. It's like they didn't believe me and what I was saying was, you know, unjustified or I was crazy because, you know, and I'm coming from a science-based logical point of view in, in my yeah. opinion. Nobody wanted to appreciate your point of view. Yeah, so I felt like... What, what know, month is this about, if I may ask, just in the whole evolution of it? Pardon me? What month is this approximately when, when this all happened? Oh, well, was it March when it started? So yeah. March, April? Yeah. Right then. Was it right at the start? Of, and that's really when we didn't know what the extent of it was. And people, we saw pictures of people falling in the street in China. And we were <laughs> basically given all that horse malarkey. Mm. Anyways. So, yeah. okay. So March, April, we, 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 you've got, uh, you've got a, a little bit of a story to tell us after that. And um, what are your takeaways and how has it evolved or devolved for you in the past eight or ten months? And uh, how are you doing? Um, well, I mean, at the very beginning, like I said, I was pretty stressed out. And, you know, I was basically just kind of annoyed at how this stuff can be happening. And no one can see the ways that I can see how it's not proper. It's not right. It doesn't make sense. You know, and uh, I started to tell my, uh, ask myself, well, what can I control? And that's when exactly. I decided to not wear the mask anymore because I can control. It's my body, my health, my yes. choice. And if I so choose to take the risk of going out there and possibly getting coronavirus, that's my bodily choice. That's my own right to do so, just as it is during any other flu season or cold season, right? You take the risk. When you skydive, you take a risk, right? Yep. So that should be my choice. So I was really pissed off that they were forcing me to do something that I didn't believe was right for my body, personal health and me. Yes. And that to me was going against my human rights. So I was very pissed off and I was having enough. And I just said, you know what? I need to take a leave of absence. So I took a, a stress leave and uh, you know, by the end of the stress leave, I, I spoke with my bosses and I said, you know what, if you have a position available that can meet my personal health needs and requirements, you know, you can stick me in the back of the warehouse mm -hmm. and uh, I won't be around anybody and I can process clothing or do whatever I need to do, you know, and they didn't have anything available. So I was really willing and able to work and because of the policies within the corporation, not the WHO, because the WHO says you can exempt yourself. Yeah. Therefore, the corporation was not adhering to those human rights within the... Um, and what did your employer say when you confronted them with the medical exemption? Well, I, they already had my doctor's note, but then after that, they wouldn't said accept that, it. Um, the company within itself was mandating yeah. the mask. From the reopening the Their employees had to wear the mask. You know, and I, and I know why. I understand. I'm not yeah, I, I know. You're, you're a reasonable person. You're a reasonable yeah, they, person. They want to know that uh, if the pandemic has another apex, that uh, it didn't come from any of their employees because they're all wearing masks. No, because, again, somebody will corporately shame them on Facebook that they were in yeah. winners and they saw somebody without a, without a face mask. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. And then you'll be oh. corporately shamed and then you'll be in the middle of it and they'll have to let you go. It's It's unfortunate. Oh, and you know what? I know that you liked working there too, and I know that you enjoyed it, and that must have been a bit yeah. of a hurt for you as well. It was it's a I good, mean, honest job. Pardon me. It was a good, honest job. It was. I mean, I didn't know where I was going with that, but I was working, and I liked people that I worked with, and yeah. 
you know, I still love to do my job to my best ability, you know, and I was one of their best workers, and I know that for sure. Oh, of course, of course. It was a shame that they couldn't, sure. you know, yeah. give me a chance to work in the back or something, or, you know, like I basically, I, I had to quit my job because the corporation says you have to wear a mask, and I'm like, who says I have to wear a mask? You're not, the, the place I work for is not going to tell me what to do with my health. There's no way. My, my spirituality in this world and me as a human being on this planet, I matter more than my job. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. 100%. Ashley, yeah. 100%. But you, you know, you sound like a diligent employee and, and, I, and it's, it's, uh, it's their loss. It's their loss, and that's unfortunate. Well, thank you. <laughs> I yeah. agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get another good job. You know what? The, the one door closes, another door opens. But you made a very good point about I can only control. I can only change things I can control. I can't worry about things that I can't control. And you can control your body, and you obviously made a decision saying I'm not going to wear this mask eight hours a day, yeah. and yeah. I don't want to from a personal health perspective. And it yeah. cost, unfortunately, it cost you your job, and and that's yeah. that's the unfortunate end to this particular story. And you know, let's let's move on and talk a little bit about um, your worldview on free speech and what you think's happening since uh, well, again, not only Justin being elected, but now that Biden's in and. And do you do you see a light at the end of this tunnel, or do you see it getting darker? Well, you know, I always look at the world in a balanced way, and no matter how much evil you see, there's always going to be the comeuppance of some good. You know I what I mean? Hope you're right. So you can try to put as much evil as you can, inserting in the system of the media, but there's always going to be people that are going to find platforms talk about what they need to talk about to get the messages out so i mean free speech is something that people want bad enough they're going to find ways around to get it right they're well going to said. find ways to try to promote what they need to say mm -hmm. the one you know, person has more power than the one you know like people got to start recognizing that we have just as much power if not more than they do you know. See, the whole thing I find worrisome, too, is they've got us in these silos because the algorithms know what type of ideologies mm -hmm. we subscribe to, both on social media and throughout all the articles that we read, share, post or what otherwise, is that they've got a profile and the algorithm knows and gets us put in these silos. So I talk to you, you talk to me, we all talk together as rights, you know, conservative right speaking people on the right. But again, the left has got their own echo chamber, maybe so even bigger. But, you know, this is really part of the division that I think has really taken place in the past four or five years. And I think is going to continue to divide society because of these algorithms and that the way we don't debate anymore. And we're stuck in these silos, these echo chambers where we don't have any debate or ideology. Or if you get into it with a liberal, they end up calling you a racist or a, a name. And that, you know, again, that's how you know you've won the argument. But I think we've got to get people back together, talking together, that we're so, there's such a dichotomy between left and right right now. It's really worrying for me because, you know, we just saw what happened in the United States and now we're going to have four years of destroying what the guy, what the clown did for four years before that. And there's no, 17 executive orders Biden signed in one day that destroyed pretty much two or three years of, of Trump's work. 
That's not progress. That's pure politics. That's pure just ideology. And, you know, it's it's I'm I'm very worried. And you know what? I don't want to worry you, Ashley, because it's bright lights like you and it's bright minds like you that are going to bring light to this whole thing. I just hope, and that's one reason I wanted to really talk to you tonight, is it's so great to find a person in your demographic that has critical thinking skills, that hasn't been brainwashed by the school system, that hasn't been brainwashed by a university, is not a Marxist follower or antifa follower or believes that capitalism is the worst thing to ever happen to humanity and you know this this is the problem is we need to get our word out and the problem is the media is only speaking from one side of its mouth and that's the left side and that really worries me too i you know i, I wanted to keep it positive tonight <laughs> sorry to worry everybody but uh, this this will be broadcast on the Capital Voice. It shows that we've got no listeners right now, but it's basically it's being put in the Capital Voice. I did something different tonight, which I shouldn't have, but that's okay, Ashley. It's it's going to be broadcast out from the Capital Voice as soon as we oh, okay. finish. So, yeah. um, I'm doing some different stuff and learning new every day. Some of the uh, some of the that's different great. things that are happening, but um, in your circle of friends, do you find that? Um, the, a lot of them share your thoughts and views or do you find a lot of them are are more so leaning towards the Justin crew or how do you stay away from the Justin crew or do you just keep your mouth shut when it comes to religion, politics and free speech? Uh, well, for the most part, I don't really speak to anybody personally about their own personal views. You know, I don't tell them, you know, go on, message them personally and... Mm -hmm to convince them otherwise mm -hmm. i'll just speak my opinions and hope that somebody can get something out of it hope that people can be open-minded enough to exactly you know, open-mindedness. That's really what we need more of. See, you know, it's great to get into communism, but you got to end up shooting your way out, and that's the problem. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, that's the problem that uh, the kids, the kids in school today, haven't been uh, unfortunately taught a lot about about even the history of communism is being rewritten by the by the left but anyways ashley as i say it's uh, now coming up on 32 minutes after the hour you're with the capital voice here with ashley diggins uh, a west end ottawa resident who has gratefully come on to the show tonight to talk to us about her experiences in the last nine to twelve months with covid uh critical thinking in a pandemic not believing all the scientists um, Ashley, what do you think about more and more about these um, doctors coming out and writing open letters like the one that Doug Ford um, from, from uh, seven or eight doctors and the Barrington Declaration? I don't know if you've reviewed that uh, as no. far as other doctors, but a recent doctor sent an le open letter to Doug Ford. I could actually put it up on the screen, but I won't. And I think everybody's pretty well seen it. And he's talking about the lockdowns are going to create much more misery than the actual virus itself and the mental health challenges that are having mm -hmm. to kids, the lockdowns and, you know, again, not being able to lawfully leave my house here in Gatineau after eight o'clock at night, it's, it's Orwellian. And it, I think it has mm -hmm. a lot of people, 
you know, imagine that. You couldn't go to your house. It's not that bad in Ontario. In BC, they've got the restaurants open. So we've got a mishmash of provincial regulations across the board. This doctor himself was from BC, but there were some co-signatories of that letter. There were about five or six uh, doctors from Ontario and one from Nova Scotia saying, stop the lockdowns. What what are you what's your, what's your view on the media not following the other side of the science story and only propagating the daily numbers and now we've even got a potential therapeutic in Montreal that CTV actually put on a news program on Saturday night called Colchison. My God, I couldn't believe it. There's something other than the vaccine. Well, I guess the hospitals are getting overloaded now. So they've got to say, okay, if you get COVID, you could take this anti-inflammatory and it's, it was for gout, but it's, it's going to help. And you know, what happened when Trump talked hydrochloroquine, you know, the whole world poo-pooed on it. Uh, India is now giving it to its citizens with ivermycin and zinc, you know, but in Canada, oh no. Hydrochloroquine, bad. Orange man, bad. Bad, 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 bad. So well, I think... There's too many hypocrisies and the, there's too many... Yeah. There's too many things that... The PCR test now being flawed on over 40 cycles. Even the WHO has come out and said, well, these PCR tests maybe aren't the gold standard that we thought about, you know? Yeah. And if you bring them over 40 cycles and you do this and that, well, you're going to get a false positive rate of 30 to 65%. Excuse me? You've shut the world's economy down. You've shut businesses down based on the numbers of a test that could be 30 to 60% false positive. Are you freaking kidding me? It's amazing how they didn't shut down anything when SARS came around or Ebola. Or well, Ebola is a nasty virus. I'll tell you, you get a worldwide, you get a worldwide uh, of Ebola, you know, you start bleeding from your eyes and, I tell you, yeah. Ebola is a nasty, nasty virus. But maybe this is just the maybe this is the trial virus. Uh, you, you never well, know. No, this could be the, the trial virus. virus. We get a we get a, a one year trial of of uh, COVID nineteen, and then we move into the heavier viruses. You know, maybe maybe the Wuhan labs got uh, uh, COVID twenty two for getting ready for us. You know, Which makes you bleed from your eyes like Ebola. I'm just <laughs> kidding, but you know, I I don't know. They'll get you with another one, right? <laughs> it's it's just I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing too that really bothers me is, you know how it took them like sixty years to find the vaccination for chickenpox. You know, they don't have the vaccination for HIV. They don't have the vaccination for flu, COVID, uh, coronavirus, colds. You know, so if people can look at that. And then the government tells you, we have this vaccine. Yeah. And then, you know, it's... After eight months, you, yeah. We're calling it a vaccine when it was never actually a vaccine. Exact. Good we're point. So we were able to miss animal trials and go back to human yeah. beings. That's right. So they were able to pass by laws that are implemented for human safety within trials of vaccines. And so don't forget, this is... Red flag, and red don't flag. forget... This vaccine is being touted by a guy who 25 years ago said there was too many people on the planet and depopulation was the answer. So we get, I used to be a hero of Bill Gates and now everything's turned around 25 years later. Well, the vaccine's the only answer. Weren't you talking about depopulation 25 years ago, Bill? So again, allegedly. The funny part is too is I was just watching a video of his wife 
being interviewed on coronavirus and I can't remember exactly, but it's basically on coronavirus. She's Somebody, a bit... Wife. Mm -hmm. She hasn't had a job in over 25 years. She's basically a housewife who's married to Bill Gates. And for some reason, they believe that she's... Um, Is she ever programmed, though, eh? She's like a robot. She's exactly. like a robot. You pull her string and it just, it's, it, she could be a doctor. She speaks so well from the progressive left. It's unbelievable. Yeah. A very intelligent woman. I, I'm sure so Bill Gates would, like you. With living with Bill Gates, you know, that if she doesn't want to lose her life and her, and her name and her reputation, then she better damn well follow what Bill yeah. Gates tells her to do, you know? And again, that's the ideology, uh. Yeah. Ashley, she's bent on the ideology that this is the way to go, and they are both all in. They are both oh, all yeah. in, you know. But, uh, you know, I see a little bit of anxiety in you right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get passionate, very passionate. Talking I know. About and I, and I, I want anxiety. So when I talk about things that I'm passionate about, I start to, you know, well, energies move through my body and I sometimes twitch a little bit. Yeah, well, I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about that on, on the yeah. record with, with, uh, with whoever's listening or reviewing mm -hmm. is, you know, I've come up with some strategies in a cognitive behavioral therapy course that I took about deflector shields and tools that you can use to get that anxiety out of you and it's helped me greatly and again the minute that i start getting that feeling of anxiety and that feeling of my mountain control and the feeling that the whole world's revolving around me and there's not a thing that i can do it's not easy to do ashley but it can be done and there's tools out there for you to to, to use and to do it to basically say i can't let things that I can't change affect me and my anxiety. So I'm going to turn the noise off that is causing my anxiety. I'm going to go for a walk. Or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I'm going to change the channel. But I got to tell you, nobody more than your father knows how passionate I am and how upset I get when it comes to watching Trudeau from the coward from the cottage speak from his podium. But you know what? I have freed myself, Ashley. I have yeah. freed myself from all of it because I just put my deflector shields up now and I say, guy, I can't control it. I can't do anything about it. Yes, it pisses yeah. me off, but go do something else. You know, don't drink six beer. Don't drink, don't drink 10 ounces of alcohol, which I haven't drank in a few years now, which is good. I'm very proud of that. But, you know, as a young person and as a person who is going through their lives and who want to see a brighter future there is a brighter future it's right around the corner ashley and, and we're going to get there but yeah. um i would not want to be a th uh, in my mid-30s right now and and feel the anxiety that you're 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 broadcasting there because we're all feeling it and it's easy for me to say oh just do this and this and this guy you know your anxiety will come down we're all afraid right now we all don't know mm -hmm. what's coming we all know that the hammer is coming down and the sickle is coming right behind it, mm -hmm. Ashley. And and we all have to fight. We have to get boots on the ground. We have to fight back because you said there's more of them than there. There's more of us than there are them. Yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully social media and hopefully stuff like this will uh, have people realize what we're all going through. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I want to thank you very, very much tonight. Uh, we're going to take some calls as well. Is there any, I always ask my guests this as well. Do you want to give me a one minute close on what you have to say to people out there 
that may be going through the same things that we all are right now and give us a message of hope. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing that I always love to express is hope and, and, you know, allow people to feel some light and, you know, like you were mentioning about the anxiety and, you know, just putting your shield up, you know, just what can you accomplish now? You know, the day by day purpose, you know, I, purpose, I, I, you just gotta, you know, like I, I meditate and oh, good. it doesn't take a lot, you know, you don't have to do a 10 minute, you know, meditation, as long as you can close your eyes in silence for like five minutes and just calm yourself, you know, turn whatever you need on. <laughs> but the world needs a, a big wake up call, you know, and we're on, we're walking on a thin line right now. And I just really want people to start seeing that, seeing us as one race. We're yeah. all black, white, Chinese, Cubans. we all have the same DNA. We're all made the same. The only differences is the melanin in our, in our skin. Our DNA is the same. We're, we have the same DNA as animals. You know, like we're all as one, our planet, and we deserve better lives and a better future. And the more that we stay in false virtue and believe that we're doing a right thing when it's actually wrong and detrimental to our children in the future, you know, fear makes all logic go out the window. Fear breeds people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. You know, I just want people to take the mask off and walk around for a couple of weeks and realize that nobody got sick and nobody's dying. You know, that's why I, I wear a mask and I walk in the store and I walk with my head held high with confidence because one, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not the law to wear a mask. And I can, I'm allowed to go shopping. The stores are open. This is open. Like you can't stop me from living my life, you know? So it takes a lot of courage and maybe in the beginning, you might feel a little bit eh about it, you know, shy and meek about it. One of my neighbors, you know, she completely agrees with it. She doesn't think the masks work, so on and so forth, but she's fearful yeah. of people um, stigmatizing you, yeah. looking down on you. And I have taken that and I've taken that a lot. And I've had people harass me uh, about wearing masks, you know, and some of it's not very nice. And if you catch me on a bad day, I might rip your head off because you're coming into my space and my bubble trying to enforce something that I don't believe in. Who are you to do that? First of all, you are wearing a mask. Does it not work? If it works, why are you worried about me not wearing one? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I'd say. Well you know? said. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, people walking around thinking they're doing something right when in fact they're making themselves sick. They don't yeah. need to be wearing it. But you're and, the selfish one. You're the selfish one. Yeah, but I'm the one that's walking yeah. around giving everybody COVID. I don't have COVID and then I'm not worried about getting it. It's not the law to wear a mask. Therefore, I'm not going to wear one. I mean, I have proverbial balls. <laughs> I'm also. a rebel with a cause for pretty much once in my life, you know, like, for one thing, I will rebel against this, and I will never wear a mask. I, you'll never see me in the streets or in any store wearing a mask. And if anyone harasses me, and I actually just went to the grocery store the other day, and I walked out of the aisle, and I came, I had earbuds in, listening to my music, and I walked out of the aisle, and there was a man standing there with about six employees all rounded the ed, um, exit of the aisle. And he's trying to get my attention, eh? Mm -hmm. 
I ignored him. I walked, I finished my shopping, I went to the cash, walking out. Some lady taps me, oh, you're not wearing a mask, you're supposed to. I said, I have a medical condition, thank you. And stop harassing me because I come here all the time. I, you know, I've had elder, older men come up to me with a bag of masks, you know, trying to tell me, oh, you're one of those people, eh? Yeah. Not wearing a mask. And I'm like, oh, you're one of those people, eh? You're wearing a mask. It's just, you know, when people make you feel like, like you're diseased or something and they look down on you. And I just want people to, to understand that. Hold your head high, girl. Hold your ground. If you're not sick, okay, you don't need to wear a mask. If you're not worried about getting COVID because you would have died already, <laughs> to be honest, because even with the mask, you can still get COVID. So if you would have, you would be dead already. So take the mask off, you know, start living your life, breathing some free oxygen because it feels great. Yep. And it will do you some cognitive good because people are starting to, you know, decline. And we don't need people with less smarts. We need them with more at this critical time. It's almost like wearing the masks is infringing and hindering people's cognitive thought process to the point where they don't question anything. They just do what they're told. You know what I mean? Like it's getting worse and worse. People can't drive as well now because they're wearing their masks in their car and, you know, like oh, I have less oxygen to my brain. You know, yeah. I can't, if, they t if a firefighter can walk into your workplace and see that the oxygen level is under 19%, he will tell you to leave the building because that's even when I uh, at work too, when, uh, when I was working, the oxygen level that you're getting is under the appropriate amount that you're allowed to work in. I did not so know that. So if a firefighter came in and stuck that thing under your mask, the level would read toxic levels of lack of oxygen. Carbon and dioxide. Then, yeah. So, I mean, how can a firefighter say that your oxygen levels at this level, if they're too low, you can't work in that? But then they make you wear a mask that makes your oxygen level, you know, a toxic. Just, a toxic just another one of the myriad of hypocrisies. Exactly. Exactly. And again, just, for critical thinkers like yourself, Ashley, um, it all just doesn't make sense because critically thinking, it just doesn't all add up. It it's all about control and compliance. <laughs> yeah, and it's hurting your brain too. Ashley, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on tonight and sharing with us. I really, really appreciate it. Um, we would love to have you on again sometime soon and talk and just uh, see how you're doing. Just check things out and uh, you are going to find a great job. You're going to find the job of your dreams. You Six months, 12 months, whatever, how long it takes, Ashley, you're a winner. You're a serious however winner. Long, I really appreciate that guy. And as uh, however long it takes, you know, I got... Uh, an entrepreneurial bug going on. Good so, for you. You know, I whatever I need to work to make money while I'm making money on my entrepreneurial side, you know, I'll do that. But <laughs> the future is bright. Ashley exactly. Diggins, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All for the best to you as well, Thanks Ashley, time. and uh, take care. Take care. You as well. I'm Guy Annable. This has been the Capital Voice. Uh, just an enlightening conversation tonight with a wonderful young woman who uh, has t shared her story with regards to what's happening. Uh, in the pandemic and the scamdemic and how uh, it affected her job and everything else. We're coming up at 446 after the hour. I'm Guy Annabelle. We're going to sign off early tonight. Um, Ashley was just fantastic, and I hope that you'll share this out as well. Please share the Capital Voice and the Patriot Broadcasting Network. Don't forget we're live on BlastTheRadio.com and broadcasting on Twitch and Facebook Live as well as the YouTube channel. 
Thank you very much for everything, folks, for you guys listening. And please share this around. Since I tried some new streaming tonight, uh, it didn't work out as well. So there's going to be no live show. It is actually a post show. And I just wanted to thank everybody for putting up with my technical ineptitudes. Thanks, Guy Annabel, and have a great night. You've been listening to The Capital. Home furnishings are everyone's favorite. This is The Capital Voice with Guy Annabelle. I'll get it right. We'll be right back with our guests to discuss and engage with you on the topics and news of the day and hopefully have a little fun in this crazy world we live in. We will be right back. See what happens when you don't have a producer and you can't press the right buttons. Thanks very much for watching, folks. Good night, and uh, thanks again, Ashley. Made my night.
because I'm covering my mouth and uh, I have asthma and I have anxiety. So within the second day of wearing it, I just started getting so anxious and overwhelmed because I couldn't breathe properly. And I ended up having a panic attack and had to go home. So I came back to work after having a day off and I was wearing the mask again and I just started getting a cough, you know? So I told my bosses, I'm getting a cough. And I knew very well that it was because I had been wearing a mask for eight hours a day for a week. And, you know, you can, your body will tell you what's, what's wrong. You yes, know? your body does. It's a good indicator. Yeah. So yeah. what was the change in my lifestyle? And I was wearing a mask. So sore throat, wasn't, weren't feeling that well, eight yeah. hour trip with a mask on. Yeah. So I decided, you know, I'm, I have asthma and I have anxiety. Those are perfect cases for me to, um, to ask for a doctor's note. So that's what I did. I went and asked for a doctor's note. They gave me one and I was at work not wearing a mask. Mind you, this is at the apex of the pandemic. I was in a social setting, not wearing a mask, running around doing my business at work, and I never got coronavirus. So I'll just make that point. Beginning of the virus, when it was supposed to be so bad and everyone's washing everything, I was walking around with no mask because I was exempt from wearing one due to my medical conditions. If I may say that the mask is not the law, and you can exempt yourself for whatever reason you deem necessary. Even if I didn't have a medical condition, because mm-hmm. I do not agree with the mask, I would still right. say when I went into a store, I have a medical condition, you know? And that and that goes on to my point of, you know, being basically harassed by people up on their high horses, believing that their um, false virtue is doing them justice, you know, when meanwhile it's it's, you know, they look at you like you're a leper. You so know? This, this was at the height of the pandemic in a retail environment? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you're not wearing a mask, they look at you like, oh no, you're spreading the disease. Yeah, oh my God, she's she's infected. Why isn't she wearing a mask? Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, I know through corporation, they have to cover their business ethics and, you know, they have to cover their behinds. <laughs> and uh, so they gave me the option of wearing the uh, shield, which I was even stating to some of my my co-workers and to my bosses at that time that, you know, the shield is as redundant as it can get. Because one, if you're going to tell me that I need a mask to cover my face, you know, the fact that you're saying a shield can, can stop me from giving or getting coronavirus is extremely redundant because if the mask doesn't even work, why would the shield? when it's completely open on the sides. So I felt like I was the only one amongst all these people that can see how this doesn't work and that it's not logical. You know, I'm not gonna walk around with a shield. I tried it for one day, I ended up with a headache. You know, you're wearing a strap to your face. And if someone can cough, it's gonna go right through the sides. You know yeah, what I mean? It's to cover the collective corporate asses of, of, of the retailer. Yeah. I'm, so you went through that for a couple of days. You went through the mask for a couple of days. Yeah. Got a sore throat. Then you got some some stuff.